Hello, and welcome to another episode of Who Writes This Stuff, a podcast that celebrates diversity, just like the casting offices for children's programming. My name is Nick Flora, and I am coming to you this week, uh, this portion of this podcast anyway, is coming to you this week from my parents' house, my childhood home in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, where I grew up. Uh, I'm ending a tour, and I'm, I'm heading home tomorrow, but this is kind of where it, it ended up. Uh, I had a, a few days off to hang out with family and, and just kind of decompress, I guess, after after playing being out for about two weeks, it can be pretty... Uh, draining, and so it's nice to go to a place that is that is everything that you would think uh, is home and nostalgia and all of those blankets wrapped up in <laughs> you can wrap up into. Um, it was a good tour, I think. Um, I showed up. Uh, <laughs> I tuned my guitar as much as I could. I put blood, sweat, jokes, and tears into every performance I gave. I did everything in my power to let people know that I was going to be playing a show short of renting a bus and picking up people on the way to each venue. And honestly, that's all we can do as traveling performers, uh, alert and possibly annoy the public with the details of our shows. So the margin of error in missing that info would be as slim as possible. Then showing up, uh, to our jobs and giving the best performance of our lives every night. I think the people who show up deserve at least that I really, really do. I was met with a jarring reminder from the show in Little Rock, um, which is in a lot of ways my hometown. Uh, it just seems to be that's where a lot of my hometown people have moved to. Uh, but I was I I was reminded that no matter how much planning and how much prep and how much promotion goes into into a show, we are not in control of the outcome as as performers. After everything I did to, prom- to promote and get the word out including sending personal messages to over 200 people uh, telling them about the show. Uh, it was a sad turnout, honestly. It, it let me down. It was a really big bummer. And it took the wind out of myself. Uh, and in a city where I normally have no problem getting a crowd, I took it for granted. I took the crowd for granted because I, w- I thought I was in the position to, to take that for granted. I thought that I had it in the bag in that city. But, I, but because even though I did take it for granted... I still did everything impossible to get the word out and let people know that I was going to be there and playing a show. And I got a lot of responses saying that people would be there. Um, I counted all of them and counted the people that showed up and it was not the same number. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I figured later I, and just from hearing people talk, it was the perfect mix of you know people going on summer vacations because summer was close, coming to a close, which I understand people getting tired from the heat, which is a weird excuse. Uh, school starting back soon. Our girlfriends wanting to go to the movies instead, etc. I never hear new excuses for people not wanting to come to shows. And then they're not even really excuses. They're just genuine responses. They're just genuine reasons. And I completely, I really do understand. But they're never new. They're always the same four or five in rotation. And honestly, as much as it hurts, I get it. I've been there. I've been too tired at the end of the day to get dressed up and go out. I, but it still hurts I, to work so hard to make something good and entertaining and interesting and and fun to have few to know people to share it with. It's tough sometimes. It's a tough pill to swallow. But the days of taking crowds for granted aren't here yet. Similar things happen the, the next few nights as well. For a while, it seemed the recurring theme of this tour was low turnouts. Uh, almost as if someone was playing a joke on me in a weird way. But I know that sounds funny, but... Uh, the thing is, I've been a smaller, smaller draw act most of my career, and it makes sense on some levels. I mean, I don't have the exposure machine working in my favor. I'm not a Taylor Swift or Mumford & Sons or even the Civil Wars. I'm not the type of artist that the majority of crowds change their plans to make sure they can attend my shows. Most people don't know who I am, honestly. Um, it's not me being self-pitying. It's just the truth. And until you face that truth of, of exactly where you are in your career, you can't grow from there. You can't go from there. And I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm fine knowing where I am. At least it's the truth and honest, but I don't have a manager. I don't have a publicist or a record label constantly pushing my mug onto billboards and web banners and magazine ads. I have a guitar and an internet connection and a can do attitude. But the difference between this go around happening now and when it happened years ago is it didn't affect me as long as it usually would have years ago, or even a year ago, I would have taken the low crowd attendance as personal rejection. 
and it would have put me out of commission for six months, easy, in a pit of self-loathing and complaints. I would have been a miserable person to be around. Uh, seriously. But this time, for some reason, I'm, I, I, maybe I'm older. I don't know what it is. But I'm taking what I've learned from these shows, mainly not to tour this time of year when so many people are busy, but extracting the positive, learning from the negative, and then letting it go. It's all you can do. This is a calling for me, and that makes failure and quitting not an option. As much as it seems like I'm focusing on the negative, uh, there really were positive moments too. Even in Little Rock, where there's only a dozen or so people there at best, which is hard for me to admit. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely swallowing some pride to admit that. But we put on the best show we can muster up for these 12 people. And honestly, it wasn't even that much mustering. I truly wanted to put on the best show I've ever performed for these people. Just to prove that I was still good at what I did. And because they deserved it. Small audiences are still audiences and deserve the respect and performance as much as large crowds. And I've learned that if you can't appreciate and be content with a small number of people walking through the door at shows, you'll never be content with a large number. And that took me a long time to figure out. Lastly, I should point out that the shows weren't rough. Or all of them weren't anyway. I'd say the majority of them were actually pretty good. The last few in Dallas and Longview, Texas were pretty amazing actually. I, I'm And all along the way, I met some great folks. I shared the stage with some super talented people. I sold some CDs, and I'm alive to talk about it. So I may complain sometimes, but I'm still alive. and get to play music for a living. I get to play music for a living. That's amazing. No matter how small the audiences might be, I still get to do that. So next time you get annoyed at Facebook invites, you know, or events constantly cluttering your mailbox, or bands tweeting incessantly about their upcoming shows or something they're recording or Kickstarter or whatever it is, just remember that they're people trying to get other people to care about what they're doing. And I think we can all relate to that. You can move with the motion. You can join the movement. You can do your own thing. Or you can let them choose it. On the show today is John Trost, who is a singer-songwriter of Nashville, and a, he's a recently become a good friend of mine. He's been touring for years. Uh, he's been featured on the show Prairie Home Companion and has made a career out of playing almost exclusively in people's living rooms. Uh, he's a great guy, and we had a lot of fun talking about life and music and whatnot, and uh, we might have laughed a lot too, so as you'll see. But let's not waste any more time and get into it. Here's my talk with John Trost. How's it going, John Trost? Oh, are we doing this? Yeah, let's go. Dude. It's pretty laid back. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. You know, no pressure. No, I know. What's this? About this. This is a uh, book. John Trost just, just busted out of this Look, listeners. Visual stuff look. goes over great on the podcast. They love it. They love it. See, look at it. Wait, is this every living room show you played? Yes. Up until when? I need to see this. June of last year. When Starting when? Uh, when did you start November playing? November of 07. Oh my gosh, dude. This is amazing. What a good idea. Who, did you put this together or somebody do it for you? Yeah, I did just... I mean, I take photos as I go and post yeah. them on my website. So I had them all just in my... In iPhoto. So I just threw them into a book. Because you, you do a lot of like house shows and living room shows. Yeah. Is this just strictly living room shows or is it... Because it's yeah. this living room tour yeah. on it. I mean, a few of them were at like a coffee shop or a church or something. But they were all kind of yeah personal, like, hey, I'm going to have my friends. I'd just rather have it in the place, maybe if they didn't think their living room was big enough or something. Yeah. But, and the the toast, the Trost Toast is in a lot of these. Yeah. That you brought with you today. Does he have a name? The Toast, man. Trusty? Oh, okay. <laughs> Trusty. Was that your name in high school? Your nickname in high school? Trusty? Yeah. Do you a lot of that? Yeah, a lot. Or Troster, or just Trost. Troster, yeah. Trostery. I like Trosty. I, I'm not going to call you either any of those things. Because we all know the nickname I have for you, which is Trost and Jam. Which I, I'm... One day, when you when you start, the, you're going to get a jam band, and uh, you're going to name it Trost and Jam, because it's too good yep. to not name it that. 
But it, it can't be my name yet. I mean, that feels like that's a at least a dual entity. No, no, no. Trostan Jam is one person? Yeah, no, Trostan Jam is... Yeah, I know it can't be the band yet. But I, I want to say it because it's, it's like the secret. You, If you put it out in the, in the atmosphere, it will come back to you. Right. Which is bullcrap. But this is amazing. So nice. do you sell these or is this just your no. thing? <laughs> no, that's... Okay. Because it has like your website on it and stuff. This book does. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of expensive to make those. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. I may sell them if people would pay the price but <laughs> but the other issue is I, I guess if I really was selling them for profit and all that I probably would need like photo release forms from oh, everyone would you? is that how know. it works? I don't know how it works unless they just by standing in the group photo they I guess agree to yeah it looks like some of these people might not be able to write it's possible <laughs> not the adults as much as I see some babies in yeah the no there are babies <laughs> but some of the adults though as well <laughs> yeah. you can tell how many of these have you played did I already ask you that um no you didn't um, well let me ask you that 400 and something really yeah maybe close to four. so that's like kind of that's your your main thing I would say it has been past three and a half years that's been what I do how'd that start how'd the living room show deal start um I just I was falling asleep you know, one night, and it came to me as in a dream. Whoa. Um, this is yeah, no, I was just thinking about, I'd been playing music for probably three years at that point, full time. What types of places before? What, you know, coffee shops, bars. Um, the regular, college, just kind of wherever. College, community areas, some churches, just yeah. restaurants, whatever. Um and I was making a living. I mean, right. I was paying my bills and all that. Um, sometimes which is I'd a, be playing like four which, hours at a... Man, I've done that. Know, <laughs> That's fun. Talking the next day is fun after that. Yeah. <laughs> or later that night. Um, so I was doing that, and then it was going fine. But I was just thinking, why am I playing music in the first place? And I, and just, and I was. I was actually laying in bed, like falling asleep, and just kind of having one of these moments like, I need to figure this out. Before I before I fall asleep, mm -hmm. I need an answer. Um, was there some kind of disillusionment, or just something that you were just? Was there because you're playing music for people and making a living, right. so most people would just cap that off as like a success and not overthink it. But was it just something? There was there something that was bugging you? Like well, there needs I to guess, be another element of you know. I think you, it was more to just the the efficiency. Like so many times that. You're just playing, and nobody knows your name. As far as yeah. like keeping it moving and, and and connecting with people, like you know, you get done with the show, and you don't know if anyone could, really could, could, could understand the words. First of all, yeah, yeah. they might if you you know. I would I would do about half covers, half originals, depending mm -hmm. on where I was playing. But right. um, you know, they recognize the covers and stuff. But you just don't know if like I write song when I'm when I'm writing. It's generally there's a purpose there, not. That it always has to be this deep. This is going to change your life. Listen to these words, mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely some uh, some. Oh, well, there's meaning intention. behind it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was more that it wasn't like why you know should I stop doing music, but just kind of why am I doing this? What is there a way to be more effective? What's the mm -hmm. essence of what I'm trying to do? And I thought you know I yeah it just came down. It's very simple, but I just wanted to play for people who. Are listening and could understand the words. Yeah, which is why, well, yeah, many and, reasons I mean, people play. And absolutely, in those house shows, you you almost can't get away from. I almost find that I well, you almost have to enunciate more and be more specific. You know, you can't just kind of slur through the words as much as you would if you're. You know, <laughs> normally what I, mean? I just want to like slur. Like, oh my them. gosh, <laughs> <laughs> because people are people are listening, and I feel like the people who would go to a house show are there for the music specifically. Yeah, or if there's really good food. People will come from. Yeah, it. no. Hey, believe me, yeah. I've yeah, benefited seriously. from some of that. <laughs> but, but I feel yeah. And I've been asked like when I played house shows before, you know, like without even putting it out there that you, people could ask questions. People will be like, "What was that line in that?" You know, and like, you know, ask, almost yeah. in the middle of the the set. And if you're not ready for it, it can kind of blindside you because you know most shows with most shows are venues with a stage that doesn't right. happen as much. Yeah, because you're for some reason you're elevated and the room's dark and you're light. There's like this disconnect. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, 
Which is one of the reasons I love the house shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a lot more of a dialogue. It depends on the group. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, a lot more interactive, and you know the songs are getting heard. So it, was it one of those deals where you just where that was it? Where you're like, I want to play a house show. Had you played house shows up to that, to that point? No, no. I just so I was just thinking, okay, what's the most effective way to to sing for people who are listening? I thought, well, I guess playing in a home would be a great environment. It's about as intimate as you can get. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of developed this plan I figured would work just to at least cover my expenses and that. And, and I mean, the goal was just to get the music out. Right. So. Um, I sent out an email the next morning to my list and just said, here's what I'm thinking of doing. Anybody interested, let me know. Sign up. And within a week, I booked my first tour. Oh, that's a, started, oh my gosh, a week? That's yeah, amazing. It started, so this was end of October that I sent out the email. Booked the tour within about a week, and um, which started at the end of November. And But the first tour was, it was, I mean, anybody who signed up, I just tried to work them into yeah. the schedule. So I went, I was living in Wisconsin, went out to Maine, mm-hmm. down North Carolina, all the way across to California, and back to Wisconsin in 20-something days. <laughs> oh my you know, gosh. play and then drive, whatever, depending, a few of them were shorter, but then there'd be like 10, 12-hour driving yeah. days, and like one was 15, and yeah. <laughs> but since, the, once I started doing that... I would play that one, and they would tell people, and then so other right. people. Right. Then I out? could. Then I could. The, the lengths between stops got a lot shorter. Yeah, that was one of the key things I found when booking tours, and especially when I'm by myself, uh, and nobody else can drive. Like you know, right. is is that more than likely people three hours away from the town I just played aren't gonna. It's not gonna compromise shows, you know, because you know, like bands like well, well. U2 is playing here tonight in Nashville as of this recording. They can't necessarily play, you know, in Chattanooga tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Because it would be the same crowd, you know, kind of deal. But I don't have that problem. Uh, So if you make it easier on yourself in those ways, where you shorten the drive, you know, where you only, you make it three to five hours, you're not killing yourself, and you have a whole new crowd, you know. In some cases, an hour away. You play, and it's a different crowd. Oh, Less or the that, same dude. town sometimes uh, <laughs> two totally. nights in a row well because I don't know how you set yours up but for me it's just I mean whoever the host invites yeah so I mean I could play the next house next door that's true it's which just I've done I mean, I've done like two blocks away <laughs> it's just like, a different group of friends so it's a whole different yeah you know? um, so yeah that makes the, the commute a lot shorter <laughs> yeah nothing <laughs> I nothing. walk <laughs> Actually, doing a tour of just walking. <laughs> have you ever have you heard the stories of? Uh, I remember, especially when the economic crisis was was hardcore hitting, maybe a couple summers ago. Uh, and there was there was a lot of indie artists, kind of hipster type artists. They were, they were like finding alternate ways to to tour, and one of them was doing it like touring by Greyhound or touring by you know train or something. Yeah, and there's one band that toured up and down the East Coast, and they they did it by boat. Where they just really, yeah, they just got on the boat and would go up, go up like seaport to seaport and stop. Sailboat or motorboat? I think like a big boat, just like a. So that wasn't like saving money. It doesn't or... seem like it would, but yeah. but apparently because they bought like seventeen tickets in every single city they were whatever. Oh, it wasn't were... their own boat. No, 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 no. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't buy a boat. No, <laughs> like, like I don't, even, I don't even understand how it works. But apparently, apparently, it was some sort of like freighter boat that you can travel on okay. up the East Coast, and it stops at all these different ports. And gotcha. um, I don't think it was a cruise ship because that would be expensive. But uh, yeah, <laughs> like that's not really saving. Touring by luxury cruise line. Yeah. <laughs> Only oh, the rich and the famous. They're touring by luxury mm-hmm. cruise line. Kathleen or they Gifford. just play on the boat and never leave. That's the way to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of comedians that I follow that do, uh, like, will do cruise ships when they were, you know, they'll do cruise ships for t- two weeks and they perform every night and they get paid ridiculous amounts just of money. Hang out and eat. Yeah. And the shrimp. And then, yeah, and they just get up for an hour a night and do their, do their act. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I would be worried if I got booked on a cruise ship because I only have so many songs. Like, <laughs> you get to a point where, like, I'm going to start repeating the same set every night if it's the same people. Right. But, hmm. who knows? 
I don't know how many people even fit on one of those. Maybe it's a cruise ships? kind of a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. Have you ever been on a cruise, John? No, Charles? never. That's that's a whole different. Does that appeal to you at all? Income level. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's um, like that's like when you start using summer as a verb. You know, it's like I I can't afford that to use that as a verb. I'm going to summer in the Hamptons. No, no, no. I'm going to summer in my house where I was springing and falling and wintering. Yeah, no, cruises, I don't know. Um, Are you a beach guy? You seem like you'll be a beach guy. Really? Yeah, you just seem like a laid back, well, I'm sure you get this a lot, but I think we actually talked about this last week, but you seem like a California dude. Do you get that a lot? Like, you're from California? Or the West Coast? Um, occasionally. My accent usually tends to give me away, I guess. As a Wisconsin, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't. Some ta- people pick up on it. I didn't take it. I didn't take the because I know people from Wisconsin and Minnesota, and they and it's thick. Yeah, I mean it's like been there for a while. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. That that accent's <laughs> set in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, California vibes good. Yeah. No, you can't go wrong with it unless you you hate laid back people. Have you ever been to New York? Yeah. Yeah, the only state I've not been... Well, Alaska and Hawaii. Okay. I'm going to take a cruise, though, next summer. <laughs> From Alaska down, yeah. to Hawaii, or yep. vice versa. That's smart. Um, and North Dakota. Really? That's not far from Wisconsin and all that. Relatively. Relatively. I mean... But you're heading north, man. Oh, I know. And There's not much there. And out. You play South Dakota, though? Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, it's um, gorgeous. Yeah. Black Hills and all that. Mm-hmm. I've only like hit the tip of it. Like there's a city on the tip of it and then... You what, just caught the corner? Yep. Caught the corner. But it was enough to check it off my thing. Because I, I think I've never been... I've only not been to four or five states and they're all on the West Coast. Like I've never been to California, sadly. I've yeah. never been to... I was I got about 100 miles from the border and I, and I was going to just drive and... California? Yeah, just to say I've been there but I didn't, I didn't get to do it. But... Uh, uh, I've never been to Oregon or Washington Dude. or Montana. Dude. I know. All of the above. I've heard nothing to. but amazing things about about the, the Pacific, Pacific Northwest. All that stuff. Yeah. Good good stuff. So rich. It's just so far away. It's so far away it from is. here. And, and, and it scares me to book that far out because like if something happens, you know, like I think two weeks is my cap by myself. Touring, okay, for sanity's purposes, and a lot of times financially, I've always find I've always said this, but I always find that like if if I book a ten day tour, usually it's I'm close enough to home. If something happens, I can get home and not spend a lot of money. Right, <laughs> but I feel like if I book a fourteen day tour, by day twelve something's gonna go down. That I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna blow <laughs> a tire, a gasket, uh, something's gonna happen. I don't know. But you would so you would travel all that way and, and go like stop in Nevada or Utah and be like oh, I can't go any further. I'll circle back around. Like I'll 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 get. I got brave once, but it's because I had a guy with me. I was touring with a friend of mine, and we went out to Vegas and circled back. Okay. So we went up to Nebraska and then down through Colorado and Wyoming, which is gorgeous. Yeah. Down down to Vegas and then back through like West Texas and okay. and Arkansas and all that. So once you get to Texas, you feel a little bit better. You <laughs> yeah. know that is a huge freaking state. Well, and there's a lot of space out there. Like, I yeah, mean, I mean that's what whatever. freaks me out. California, all that there is plenty of open space too. But there's a lot of people around there. Yeah, I mean, there's just I'd feel more comfortable if that was the issue. I'd feel more comfortable just being near people. Yeah, versus being in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I pre- I appreciate the closeness of of the East Coast and a lot of these Midwestern yeah. states. It you know, no matter what, in a hundred miles you're gonna hit something. <laughs> yeah, if you're walking like you you are, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you well grow up in Wisconsin? Um well, southern Wisconsin, Lake Geneva, Delavan. We moved there when I was in sixth grade from West Michigan. So okay. Down and around the lake. Um Lake Michigan. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Made that drive. The many Great times. Lake. Yes, the Great Lake of Michigan. <laughs> so yeah, southern Wisconsin. It's not okay. It's it's not like the big city of Sheboygan or no, uh, home of Johnsonville Brats. Right. Sure. We all know that <laughs> um, clearly. 
No, actually, there's a lot of northern Wisconsin I'm not familiar with. Because uh, I'm probably, I was probably two hours from Chicago and that. So I do a lot more, you know, Illinois suburbs and yeah. going to shows in Chicago. Milwaukee, Madison, too, but that's all south in the state. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That cat, can you hear that cat? I can't. He is freaking out. He wants in this room so bad. He wants, he has something Ugh. to say. Yeah. That cat is annoying and he's made it on this podcast numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's annoying. Uh, no, <laughs> it's all it takes to be on. Gosh, Charlie, he's driving me nuts. He, it's it's to the point where I need to get rid of him because he he's so insane. He's turning. He was a great cat for a while, but he's turning into just a diva. This is a lot of cat psychology right now. I know. That's what this is. What do you think this podcast is? <laughs> cat psychology one on one. So, what do you have? Five favorite kind of cats. I have allergies. Actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's oh. where my cat psychology ends. <laughs> so you don't have a cat, I assume. No, grew up with many. Are you really? Yeah. So when did this allergy start? High school, like a lot of things. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of things. People start. change in high what school. What are some other things that start in high school? <laughs> Can you name them off? <laughs> <laughs> or ended, maybe. Yeah, that's true. What were you like? Self confidence. What were you like <laughs> as a? What were you like in high school? What were you like as a kid? What kind of kid was John Trost? I'm interested. Because we're relatively new friends. And fairly I, quiet. And I will throw it out there. We're, we're new friends. Yeah. No, there's no pretending. Um, quiet kid? But I, but I was very, I was kind of a, a... Whatever. Scared, good kid. You know, okay, like I didn't okay. want to do anything bad or get right. in trouble. But, uh, you know... Was there a religious upbringing? Did you have... Were you yeah. in church a lot? So was there a lot of that kind of fear... Like it wasn't like hellfire and damnation. No, or was no, it just no, more, no. Okay, no, it wasn't that. More just, I don't know. I just, whatever. Didn't want to. Well, you wanted to please. Just yeah. That's actually. That's, this is a good session, right? That's now. absolutely me too. Let's bring the cat in. Let's do it. <laughs> when I think about how many songs have been written down and how the same combinations keep on coming around, some of the lyrics might be different, but they said it before. It's hard to think of something new with only so many chords. I got a real simple solution, and it's hard to go wrong. It's called turn it on, turn it up, make it your own. These songs keep playing over. New songs keep sounding older Don't forget what I told you You got it, you got it now Make it your own somehow So, wait, did you have a lot of friends? Um, or just the yeah, select few? I mean, I was a very small school that I went to In high school Okay. Now. Well, yeah I had, what, four boys in my class Oh wow! Three of us were named John. That's a no. Actually, all Jonathan. We all went by John, so we were all J O N. So it was John A, John B, and John T. Yeah. I threw it off. Going further bit. down, yeah. I bet everybody was. Dis- and- was everybody disappointed in you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you. Why can't you be crossed? I know. <laughs> With a C. <laughs> crust. Yeah. Oh, that would be better. Toast crust. Uh- I don't know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't a real big school in that, but yeah, I was, I was fairly social, but, but pretty shy. Like I would go to events, but just kind of, yeah, just, where did, where did music kind of come into play? That's when I started playing, um, sophomore year high school and, um, my older brother got a guitar and I had a couple friends who were playing, like they'd play a song, they brought their guitar to school Mm -hmm. and they'd be playing I don't know, I think it was probably like Nirvana and, mm-hmm. and ACDC Big Guns or something like that, which Classic. I didn't really listen yeah. to that stuff, but I recognized, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just sounded like, those are sounds that I hear on the radio, like, this is amazing. Dude, that, dude I, remember how, I remember having that feeling when I was playing, and I was like, hey, I've heard this before, you know, when you figure yeah. out songs, and you're like, that's a cool that's feeling, and then you get to, I got to the point where I got addicted to listening to the radio so I could figure out the next song. You know, because right. I when I was that age, it was like mid '90s, so there was a lot of acoustic guitar, you know, yeah. on the radio. So you could pick that out now; it'd be impossible to try to sit down and pick out like Kesha songs. And <laughs> right, right. I mean it, that it, that exists, but not as far as pop radio goes. But yeah, yeah, making those exact sounds. Yeah. So how far into like learning to play guitar did you start writing? Uh, I think I was writing pretty much right away. So that there was a summer after my sophomore year, I believe, that I 
started learning some chords and had like a fake book that would like Beatles mm-hmm. songs and whatever. Cat Stevens. Yeah. Forgot about those. Yeah, just real real basic stuff. Um But then yeah, I started writing right away. Or within the first year, I know, you know. And I I don't really know I don't recall a moment like I'm gonna write. Like, I'm just, just natural. Yeah. yeah. Progression. But what I was writing was I don't like I didn't know what I wanted to write. It was more just, I need to write something cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, mean, I thankfully recall almost none of that early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember I had an old notebook and I would write some stuff down. I remember one of the, the songs, the lyrics was like, hide it all away, no one knows why I feel this way. And it wasn't... I like it, keep going. That was, that's all I remember. Okay. <laughs> it could be used... As a sample today, maybe. Yeah, it could. Um, that'd be a that'd be a real. I'm gonna edit. Bookie, I'm gonna edit just course. what you sang yeah. and put it on iTunes later. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you put the right beat behind That's it. That's right. Man. That's right. Um, but I that I don't think that was what I was like. That wasn't true to me mm-hmm. necessarily. I mean, I guess those are those could be like a high school type feeling. Angsty but that or... wasn't that wasn't me either. I wasn't like sitting down in my room like. I'm so pissed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not... I just thought those would be cool things to say. Well, yeah. I guess maybe because that, you know... That's kind of... Nirvana. That's kind of what you do. Yeah, you kind of replicate what you hear and you're like... I didn't listen to a lot of Nirvana, but... But, you know, it it was around. It was in in the atmosphere as far as, you know, the music world was concerned. Yeah. So... That sentiment. What were you listening to? Like, what what was some of the kind of earlier artists that you remember getting into? Um, at that point, I was, cause I, that started to get me into the, the more class, you know, um, Cat Stevens, James Taylor, mm-hmm. Beatles, the, the playing guitar started to get me into that stuff yeah. more. Um, um, yeah, you two, um, you know, extreme, more than words. Extreme? Nice. It's <laughs> one of the songs I, I bought that CD though. Yeah. Was that your first CD you bought? Porno Graffiti. Oh, man. That must have been a tough Through one. BMG Music Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually come up a couple times on the, on this podcast. Really? Yeah. Because surprisingly, you know, people of our age, like, that's kind of where a lot of people got into. Because you could just pick CDs out, and they would yeah. come to your house in a couple of days, or a week, or whatever. And, and then the invoice would go, and, and, and I didn't have a checkbook, so who was writing the check? My folks. Oh, really? I saw the invoice. I I ignored it. And it went away. (laughs) Yeah, I never paid any of those things. And I got so many, like, letters that were like, you need to pay this or you're going to be charged. And Because I didn't ask for your... You could click the box bill later, which is one of the greatest inventions ever. After ink, the the bill... The bill later box. I know. But as a kid, you're like... BMG. You're like, no, bill me later. Yeah. And, yeah, BMG... uh, What was the name of that thing? Music, I don't know. I remember there was a Christian one called CM. Oh, people are yelling it right now at me through the <laughs> podcast. They know what it was. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. But yeah, the BMG thing. Yeah. What? What? Uh, do you remember what records you got through that BMG service? Uh, well, those, like, those were always fun. The Eagles. Yeah. I was starting porno to graffiti, kind of, obviously. Well, yeah, but that one then my that, folks. Did that one make it past the folks? My, yeah. Nah, nah, How'd no. that go in the trust yeah, household? Yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> I mean. Just the title, you know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think that got a lot of people, actually. I got, uh, I got, and I hope my parents will listen to this because I still don't know, but I got uh, Adam Sandler's What the Hell Happened to Me. Okay. And I was so bummed. I was like, why is there a cuss word on the front? You know? <laughs> it was a big one. Because I, I, I just wanted to hear uh, the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. That's all I wanted to hear. And right. it was on there, but there was a bunch of other stuff on there, too, that my parents would not approve of. Um, but it's okay. It's amazing how little access we had to that stuff, though. Like, that oh, was I the know. only way for you to get that. Yeah. Now? Boom, there was now. no... I know! I don't know what I'm going to do when my kid's old enough to... Yeah. Because by then, he could probably just think of a, a song, and it will uh, appear in his brain where yeah. his MP3 player is. Right. <laughs> He'll just right download his, his brain. Hippocampus. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right? No? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's where it'll be, oh right? I think gosh. that's where they're planning on putting those. 
Oh, man. I heard it was between there and the occipital lobe. Because you know that we... <laughs> that's really smart sounding. Uh, I don't know if that's right at all, but sure. You know how we only use like 10% of our brains? Not true. It's only a matter of time. You don't, hear, you don't agree with that? I think that? I've heard something to the contrary, yes. Well, if that's true, then you know that it's only a matter of time before some advertisers or some guy finds a way to figure out how to put 90% of the rest of our brain, fill it up with like technology. With MP3s. Yeah, like literally <laughs> put a chip in our brain where we can download MP3s it. MP3s you could fit in there. And there will be news stories in 50 years about how... Uh, is the microchip in your brain causing brain cancer? Just like there is with like cell phones now. Right. I'm like, yeah, probably since it's touching your brain. It's Anything touching your brain causes cancer. <laughs> yeah. Any, yeah. More than likely. But I, I, I've, I've heard rest. mixed reviews on that statement. Just, on the 10% thing? I, don't, I didn't mean to call you out. Yeah. No, I've just heard but that. I think because different activities are a different part, you know, but yeah, know. it's a big brain. Not really. Depends on the person. Yeah, good point. Mostly women, right? Smaller brains. That's what I, what? Is that not true? Oh my gosh. I don't know I what you're saying that right now. <laughs> you might. That was a horrible story. I statement. just heard... My grandpa always told me that women what? had smaller brains. <laughs> that, just kidding. I don't know the man, but... Uh, uh, he did, he's, not, he's no longer with us. Okay. He lives in Florida now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that old joke. I've actually never heard it. Oh my gosh. I'm, glad I'm sure it's an old joke. I'm sure I heard it from some old person uh, who's living in Florida. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we got off on this. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. Where are we, what were we talking about? Oh, the, the, music, B, the BMG you know? thing. Yeah, because I, I remember I, I got a bunch at once and actually got into, because we both shared the same producer on the, our, last rec- our last records, Mr. Andrew Osenga, who's yes. been on this podcast. And uh, yeah, pour out a little bit of... For, no, <laughs> not on the carpet. This new carpet, but um, the drink purified. Yeah, pour it out it's for just Andy. So generic. I was gonna look for like a. It's <laughs> uh, not even uh, purified. Drink it's just water. water. It's Kroger water. Oh, there is a Kroger. There it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's very small. Yeah, pour, so humble. <laughs> they are so humble. The, Kroger. Kroger, the Krogs. It's not about them. Um, <laughs> it's all about them. <laughs> They're the business. Uh, but no, he did. I got into his band, The Normals, through a, a Christian BMG type deal so really i have bmg to thank for me making a record with him probably i don't know how we met i don't know how else that is how we met if not for bmg oh my gosh thank you bmg this is like a yeah because we met through andy so yeah oh man you remember that glorious day we met and we and we said like hey how you doing yeah and that was it yeah because you were you were singing on something do you remember what that was because I, I can't figure out what that... I can't. I was singing was. on um, the Young Life... Um, oh, that's Capernaum, what like, yeah. Yeah. It was a song that one of the Capernaum kids wrote, I think, co-wrote. Yeah, because yeah. you were in there right after me. You were the next record that he did in there. And so I, I was like, wait, was he making a record the same time he's... Is he cheating on me with this guy? Because <laughs> <laughs> all his focus is supposed to be on me. I know it, dude. Oh, my gosh. Uh, He's a multitasker. That, yeah, that dude. That dude's ridiculous. Uh, do you miss him? <laughs> I do. Oh, man, me too. I can't wait till he's back, but then I'm going to be gone. Well, no, you're okay. leaving now. I-, I wanted to ask you this because I'm... Ca- I have... Uh, I'll preface this question with saying I'm figuring out that I'm taking a long time to get... to learn things. <laughs> like, it's taking me way longer than it should to catch on to things. Like... I'm still when I, when I book a tour, we'll say this. When I book a tour, I will book it like six to eight weeks in advance, and then just go on it. I did that a long time ago on my first tour I booked, and it kind of sort of worked. Mm-hmm. So, and that was like five or six years ago, maybe longer. And I've always gone with that length of time, and it's now it's not working because I'm working with better venues, and they're like, "Dude, we book three months in advance, two months in advance at right. the least." Okay, and so it freaks me out. How how far advanced do you? Do you book like a house show tour? Six to eight weeks. Really? Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, for house shows, though, it's that so is much true. Easier. There's not a lot of scheduling going on as far as like they have to line up a bunch of different bands every night. Right. They're just kind of like, well, Let's we're all going to be here, so right. come on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very. That's one of the great things, you know, about doing this, especially just because it's just me. You know, so, yeah. So to work with just 
people in their homes is a lot more flexibility and pro- yeah probably about two months out is the longest I, I would book further out but I'm usually just not that far ahead of the game so mm-hmm. I mean sometimes I'm booking stuff a week before depending like if oh I, right if I route myself somewhere and then someone sees on my website that I have a night off and I'm passing they'll, right through they'll though, throw it you, yeah, yeah. But yeah, awesome. I try to start. Yeah, six to eight weeks. Do you go back to the same houses a lot, um, or have you done so, that? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, I'm always trying to play for new people though, too. Mm-hmm. Which which a lot of people were. If I played there multiple times, they were pretty good about. They understand. That. I mean, cause, because people. where I make a lot of my money is selling CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm playing for the same people and they already bought the CDs. Yeah. yeah, it's just not as much of a, do you, a market. Do you, do you find since you, it is such a captive audience? And also, it there's more of an experience when you're playing in somebody's house and you're standing in front of them playing uh, that you do better with selling records. Like, oh yeah, <clears throat> almost a hundred percent of the people will buy something of some sort, unless yeah. they're like a couple or something. Yeah, a much yeah, a much. Because I found percentage. that too, and it's kind of great. Oh like, yeah, well man. it's just because they yeah, I mean there's more connection. That well, first of all, they can hear the music, so they can know if they true. like it or not. That is true. Which once they hear it, they all like it. Well, why wouldn't they? Because <laughs> it's freaking um, amazing, right? Um, I mean, all they have to do is listen. I don't want to be around. Like it. I don't want to be around somebody who hears the John Tro song and doesn't isn't into it, right? Personally, no. I don't. Th- I could think I, c- I speak for one hundred percent of humanity when I say that. <laughs> it's kind of a given. I don't think I'm, I'm being over- exaggerated at all. Just when give I say it a that. chance. That's all you're saying uh, is give trust a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together Stop blaming your problems on someone else Come on, get it together Quit having a party for yourself You got a long list of reasons Why things went wrong Don't start now Come on, come on There are all kinds of solutions, but you will find they start with you most of the time. Come on, get together. Stop blaming your problems on someone else. Come on, get it together. Quit having a party for yourself. No one has your situation. Yeah, that's true. So if you're stuck, you gotta move. If you just wanna ride, then forget it. Cause my car's full. So start yours up. Actually, one thing that um, really helped from that first CD as a step along the way career-wise was... Um, the Prairie Home Companion. Oh, yeah, yeah. They asked me to play on there. They heard that first CD I did with Mitch and asked me to play on there. How'd they hear it? Did you ever find I out? I sent it in okay. for a contest, which was talented people in their 20s. Oh, nice. They do those types of, like, yeah. people from a town of less than a thousand or whatever. Those yeah. Those types of deals. And, I mean, I'm, and it's from your, the same area, right? I mean, Minnesota. Right. It's kind of where it takes place. Same so thing. It's Wisconsin, Minnesota. Same <laughs> thing. That's what a lot of people think, man. You gotta educate. But they are close to each other. I you can't the map. They're not important maps are. Right. They are. Either neither are sentences, apparently. <laughs> They're not important maps are sentences either. Neither. <laughs> you can quote me on that. I know you right, get that a lot of losing it. We're losing it. From if you from a southerner's point of view. Minnesota and Wisconsin are, they might as well be Canada. Right. So, I... That's, um... Give us a little bit. Don't try to educate us. Just to, just let, love us how we are. <laughs> Ignorant. <laughs> and a little bit racist. Uh, but, uh, no, but... Towards Wisconsin so, <laughs> No, no, no. You guys are white. You're good. But, uh, primarily. Um, prayer... Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Prayer Home Companion... You you won this contest, or they just heard about you through submitting submit to a contest? I lost the contest, but I won the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sent the CD in, 
And I think I sent it in the day of the deadline. It had to be postmarked by this date. And I, yeah. And I did. But um, but the contest came and went, and I didn't hear anything, which happens. Mm-hmm. You send things out. Oh, man, and yeah. Some, occasionally you don't hear anything back. Usually you do. <laughs> Not so much. Opposite of that. <laughs> yes. Every once in a long while you, you'll get a response. I'm but, always shocked when I get a reply. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there what, what in just happened? Ocean. And then it's like an auto-reply out of office. Auto yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> or mail your Damon failure. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, well. Little Damon. Yeah, that dude. And then a couple weeks later, um, all of a sudden, just a phone call. Garrison Keillor. Well, Garrison Keillor calls you. No, it was the oh. music director. Sam Hudson, Keeler. I believe. <laughs> Sam Keillor. Um, <laughs> no, he just called. I think that's who it was, Sam. Yeah. And um, just called up. Like, hey, this is Sam from Prairie Home Companion. Just want to let you know we got your CD. And um, we like it so much that we want to have you on as our guest. That's huge. What? Yeah, That's I, huge. I was like, great. And he said, you know, someone else will follow up with you about details. And Millions all that. of just, people listen to that thing. Yeah. And I just hung up. I was like, wait a second. You called him a liar and you hung up. No. You're like, you can find me if you this really want me. This is not a joke. <laughs> My career is not a joke. <laughs> um, Rest is history. Well, and I did, so I did three songs with, yeah. the, with the house band backing me up. Which That's the, awesome. The contest was, would have just been like one song, you know, yeah. I think they just, each person does a song and somebody you wins. play with the house band? That's awesome. The guys, the all-star shoe band, as they call themselves. Um, yeah, it was great, great time. They, was it in Minnesota? No, it was actually in um, uh, Highland Park, Illinois, at Ravinia, okay. north of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they they um, they put me up Friday. Went down Friday to rehearse at the hotel and show Saturday, whatever. Just to it's and it's all it was just cool just to watch it happen because it's a radio show, much like this. Right. That's right. But like now consider this for the future. I, it's done in front of a live audience. It's true. So we should, well, the cat is here right now. I'm working up that. Although the door we, we have the cat. I know. Yeah, well, I don't want to be too kind of preventing the live audience <laughs> thing with the door closed. Yeah, I would love to do a live one of these. I don't know how that would work, but yeah, it's like lights on you, and <laughs> I'm gonna have Garrison Keeler on. We'll do it in front of a live audience. There you go. I would love to talk to him. That dude, I, I, I'm a fan of that guy. Yeah. He's got a great voice. I have a dream that if I ever become a millionaire before he dies, I want to have him come and read stories to me or tell stories to me while I fall asleep every night. Every Wouldn't night. that be incredible? You think he would agree to that? Oh my for the gosh, right price? he would have to. For the right price, yeah. he would. Even if he dies, I might just, I might, if I have enough money, get him reanimated. If you could take all the clips from all the shows, you'd probably have a vocabulary enough to... Oh my gosh, a soundboard. A Garrison Keillor soundboard. Where people just tell a story... With his voice. Oh, I would love that. That's a dream of mine. Bucket list. All my bucket lists are if I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never going to be able to perform any of them. <laughs> it's, it's more of a if you were rich list. Though. Yeah, I know. So, did you, did you find that you got... That it was good press to be on. Oh yeah, that, was it a big help as yeah. an artist to be or exposure wise to be on the show? Yeah, I mean my Prairie iTunes home. sales and all that you know spiked up and um, and yeah. Um, Do you still have people who who will tell you oh I, you know every once in a while like I heard you on the that's show when they first heard me yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's um, awesome and that I mean that's also uh, I have to say that's what really helped with the the house shows just because before that I was largely the Midwest. Um, but not much beyond that. But that show, you know, goes everywhere. So yeah. it, it helped kind of start getting these points um, where to stop for house tours. Mm-hmm. So that you know that that's that was what June of '07, and then in October is when I sent out the email introducing the house concert idea. Um, and so yeah, most a good chunk of the people on that first tour were people who had heard me on that show. That's. Yeah, that's how I got it to New Orleans and yeah, Texas yeah. and California. Yeah, North Dakota. Oh wait, no, haven't. Not North Dakota. No. You almost feel like you need to play there just to just to be there, just to say. You I've did. been close too. So you've never even been been there. No, I've never been in North Dakota. So I'm a little bit better than you because I have. Well, but I've 
been. You've been everywhere else. Everywhere, man. But North no, Dakota. No, only the U.S. Well, Canada and Mexico a little bit, but never overseas. Yeah, me there. Brother, if you're out of friends and you're holding up the world, and a helping hand is what you need, like a tide who gets your help by tugging on your sleeve. You can do the same, just call on me. Cause what's hard for one to do is easier for two. Let me lend a hand. And if times are trouble and the devil gets his way. Every step you take goes up a hill. How was Canada for you? Great. I did uh, yeah, a couple house shows. I wish, yeah. That's awesome. I wish it was closer. I know, I know. I love Canada. We, I went a couple summers ago, which is the perfect time to go is in the summer. Yeah. Nice people. So, Oh, man, they're so nice. <laughs> what? All of them. All of them, man. Are you being racist again? If it's, is, is it racist if it's positive? Yeah. Is it racist if it's positive? <laughs> yeah. I would. I mean, by definition, you're generalizing a group of people by one specific thing. So, but is it? Is there a negative in the definition of racism? Is it? I don't know if it's on the, on the pejorative, if you will. There you go. I don't know. So what's look it up uh, on the internet? Let's just keep looking things up. On the let's internet. have let's have people on the podcast just look up stuff and email it to me. Yeah. And then it, when this goes up in three weeks, they, <laughs> we'll know the answer. <laughs> it's so lazy. I love when people on Twitter will will write things. And uh, that you could have just typed that exact same thing into Google and got your answer. It's really annoying to me. Oh, they'll ask a question? Yeah. Like, you're using, you're wasting time here. You're making us, like, everybody who has answered this question had to Google it. Kind of thing. Really? When they're like, yeah. Who was the last, when was the last time the Cubs won the World Series? Like, that kind of, you know, when they'll, you know. Okay. And I'm just like, just Google that. Maybe that they thought one. it was a, Maybe they thought Twitter is some kind of search engine. It's confusing. Have you seen that? I don't, I don't know if you're on Twitter much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wish you would. I wish you would tweet more. This is personal. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. It's okay. It's I just okay. want to have something to say. I know. You know? Which which is admirable. A lot of people cool. don't. No, oh, it really is. Um, <laughs> mine isn't. That's why we're gonna stay here all day. Yeah, I don't care. Six hour. Podcast. It's gonna be a long one. Uh, With lunch no. in the middle, just a half an hour of us eating. <laughs> This is good. It is yeah. good. Oh, yeah. No, but like, uh, there, somebody started a Twitter, a joke Twitter account, I'm pretty sure, called uh, Old Man Search. And okay. it's just, and it's the, and the, the premise is the guy told his grandfather uh, <laughs> that Twitter was a search engine. And so every time he tweets, it's whatever he would Google. And then he would press tweet but as search or whatever. And clearly it's not because he would catch on. The no right. search results were coming up. So every once in a while, you'll just get like, you know, what do Jews get for their birthday? Or, <laughs> you're like, hilarious. You understand what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Interesting. pretty, it's pretty hilarious. I, I, when I, the day I found it, I don't think I've laughed harder in a long time. Cause it, you know, it's, it's really, it's funny old men things like, where's the remote? Canes. Where's the remote? Like, <laughs> finding a remote in a couch cushion, you know, like something like that where you're just like, that's hilarious. I don't know. Elderly dating Indianapolis. <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> You're just like that's hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of brand- <laughs> yeah, it's like very specific. That's hilarious. Oh, uh, so well, we, I don't, I don't think we got to. Let's go back to you. That's what, that's what we do. Joke, joke, joke. Information. <laughs> joke, joke, joke. Information. That's a good. Except the last one, the last couple. What they did with Derek Webb, where he just talked all the time. Did you hear that? No, I haven't heard those yet. It's pretty good. It's okay if you haven't listened to it at all. Most people don't. No, I've listened to it. Okay, I did. How do you um, like not it? That I'll one. put you on the spot. How, yeah. Is it fair yeah, You're well? entertaining just in general. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I'll yes. take it. I'll take it. All right. No, that was not. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm trying to be a little bit looser and not so matter of fact and asking questions Bam. and getting a, an answer, trying to right. be entertaining when that's I do it. That's what the it. computer's for. I know. Ask exactly. questions, get answer. Boom. Ask question, get answer. Maps <laughs> are useful. T- they are. Take. Wait, what was it? We're winding down, I promise. But uh, what do you do when you're when you're on the road? What are some things you do to kill time in the car? Like, do you listen to music 
exclusively? Do you no. listen to Prey Own Companion? I have plug. actually started doing a lot of the podcast thing. Um, Listening to podcasts and stuff? Yeah. What What are some of your favorites so far? Um, a lot of NPR stuff. Okay. Just, um, you know, This American Life, How yeah. Stuff Works. What else was I listening to? You yeah. should, you should okay. be on This American Life. That's the next I would, step. I would... Love it. You and I, I would love to hear you and Ira Glass sitting across from each other talking about stuff about glass. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> talking about his bad. last, yeah, talking, bad, talking about his last name, right? And how, just, and how weird that is. I would love to. No, no, that's nope. So this American Life. Uh, what what else do? You, because I'm I'm a podcast fan. I'm just I'm always interested um, to hear what people listen to. You were listening to Radio Lab. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Well, and then there's what there's how stuff works. There's yeah. stuff you should know. There's mm-hmm. it's all some of those are under the same yeah an umbrella larger if you will yeah. Um, so those are all good. I do listen to music sometimes, just whatever silence you know. Like, really? Sometimes can't stand silence. No, I mean there's still clearly no, there's <laughs> there's still you know the sound of the road going by. That is true. Cetera. It's not. It's never completely silent. No, my car is not a vacuum. It's not. Would that be silent? No. But do you vacuum well, out your car? I do. Oh, thank goodness. You don't be riding around in a filth box. No. So I when just, <laughs> man, I armor all that thing just last week. It's so. I saw that that tweet you wrote about the uh, passing the emissions test. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I wanted thank to say you. congratulations was, about passing that. There was a lot of concerns. <sighs> a lot of finger crossing when you're yeah. going through that stuff, you know. I'm glad you saw my tweet. I do need to tweet more. I guess you do. But, I, everything when you do tweet, it, it's a treat. It's a tweet treat. <laughs> Well, so. hopefully, but I got to now that's pressure to make them good. That's the thing. If you tweet more, it's like, ah, oh, you don't have to be that great. That is kind of true. So maybe that's I'm my, building up too much. My, See, that's where I build up too much. Uh, not with my record up. release. It's more just with my tweets. But people enjoy it because I feel like it's, it, if you're just throwing out observations of, of funny things, like not promoting yourself constantly, because I, I try not to do that too much. But if, if you are just kind of throwing out funny observations or just like, this you always have to be funny. Well, eh, I don't know. It's a hobby. Well, it's, yeah, it's for not me. as much of a problem for you, but sometimes. But you have the charm factor where you can just kind of say something, and if people know your voice already, they're like, "Classic <laughs> charm factor." You do. You're extremely charming. <laughs> I don't have the charm factor as much as I'm. I'm just like the funny sidekick for people. But I don't. I, I'm currently unemployed in that sidekick. Sidekick. Yeah. Factory. You're the professional sidekick. <laughs> well, you know, I, I come Side off kicker. more as that. Well. I don't know. I don't know. Is that like a sidearm pitcher, like a side side kicker? kicker yeah, in soccer, <laughs> like they only kick. Are you a sports guy? Uh, you follow any sports? Not anymore. Yeah, me either. I used to love a lot of things. My next too question much. was going to be why, if you said yes. I don't. I I love sport. Right, sport. Yes. <laughs> Singular. Sport. Sport. Sporting. I love sport. You know. <laughs> Like a challenge, a game. Oh, there you go. Whether it be, hey, who can throw this napkin into that garbage can? <laughs> you can, I bet. Well, but who can do it first? Oh. Or from furthest away. But once you make it, you don't want to try again. That's true. <laughs> yeah, reaching back. Oh, no. Yeah. Or throwing pebbles, maybe, yeah. would be better. How have you been in... <laughs> do you find yourself getting in competitions with people when you're at the Y? Because <laughs> I just found out we go to the same Y. We do. Which is great. I'm, I'm, I'm competition no like when you're next to the Dude, those guys I can't compete with most of the people there let's just be honest I know I was that dude that it. does pull ups all the time and he's constantly like, probably I mean he's at least in his 50s maybe older oh I, I know who you're talking about yeah that dude yeah. is it's ridiculous the old men that, the, some of the stuff this old, these old men can do is ridiculous and oh, inspiring yeah. and a little bit unnecessary I feel like right well they're not going to be around for very much longer <laughs> just cut it out Go ahead, go to Cheesecake Factory. Enjoy yourself. Right. Gosh. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's their thing. Maybe the gym. Who knows? Well, I used to purposely go. Because I found out that we kind of go in around the same time, like mid-morning. Right. You know, early to mid-morning. Yep. And Musicians I used to and love, old man hours. I know, I love it. I love I love the old men that go. Uh, and, and a lot of them just kind of, they dress in their Y shirt. And a lot of them just kind of sit around and talk to each other around the equipment. I right. Love, I love that. I can't wait to get to that point. <laughs> and be invited to that party. Right. Working out again. Oh, I know. It's uh, great. Six-hour workout today. <laughs> oh, it was a hard one. 
I had to sit down on my hemorrhoid donut. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, I think with the last one, not not the last one, there will be two more podcasts in between the one that's coming out on Monday and this one. But okay. that's a little inside info for yeah. three people. But the last one, the, oh, the Derek Webb, the two-part Derek Webb one was so intense yeah. because he he talks a lot. And not in, I don't say that in a negative way at all because he, he's giving out really good information. Right. But I think I just said, yeah, yeah, like about every five minutes. Really? Know? Yeah. Like with, really? in about an hour and a half, yeah. It was amazing. It was just crazy. It, when people listen to it, because a lot of the ones, that, that's the first one a lot of people listen to. Because uh, it's like episode eight or nine, people just haven't really tuned in yet for whatever right. reason. And so a lot of people are like, he doesn't do a lot of talking. I'm like, you haven't listened to a lot of these then. Huh. <laughs> Especially people that I'm more friendly with, like people that I don't know, I, I tend to not talk as much. Because I don't want to come off as that, that guy. Right. Yeah. right. Nobody, nobody likes that guy, including me. I self-hate a lot. All right, we got to wrap this up because we can't just... We could hang out literally forever. Forever. As long as... There's something to talk about. We had purified water. Oh, man, but we're running low. About half seas there. Food. Uh, but, uh... That's all I when need. Is, when is... this lamp. <laughs> and this paddle ball. And this coaster. <laughs> That's all I need. Nice. I use that a lot. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you just quoted the jerk. Uh, so... I know. Uh, he's up there too. He's a he's a hero of mine. Yeah. What did uh, when when does BEP when does BEP come out? <laughs> when, um, when, well, when you go and record, record that? that in um, late mid to late August. Okay. I'm um, I'm heading out next Friday. Yeah, for yeah. The house concert run. I'll be back the 12th or 13th of August. Oh man. And then record B, maybe B and C. At the same time. Oh, that's not a bad idea, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then... Do you, have, do you have songs written for all of these? Yeah. You just kind of... You I, yeah, I keep writing songs. Good. <laughs> Which is great, but you know, it's always I like... like how you I say it like it's a bad thing. No, but it's just... Always, you know, when I write a song, I want people to hear it. I know. But then there's a whole bit about... You gotta get a... I don't know. Like, release it and make... Like, we talked about... Make it, it make it an event. Like True. Versus just recording it and putting it out there... I know. And some of them, it is good to sit with a while because you're like, yeah, maybe that's not the strongest song. Oh, the songs that you're stoked about, and then maybe after a couple of weeks of living, you don't go back to it, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Or but that's I, or that song exists, so you can kind of piggyback onto another one that that yeah. came after it, you know. And yeah, the, you do need to have some outside. I mean, it's hard to be your own critic. Yeah. But there's a lot, in, in a lot of songs, I still feel like, okay, it doesn't totally get me, but I feel like if it was produced right, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you know, you put the right beat to it. That's right. That's <laughs> all you matter. need. That's no all you need. what you're saying. That's all you need. You're slurring your words. That's so true. I mean, Kesha has built a career, at least one album, on on that exact premise. The beat. Yes. And the Black Eyed Peas have done the same thing. And, and Lady Gaga. Anyone else? That's it. Katy Perry. That's it, though. No other... And Rihanna. That's it. Just any older artists that would fit um, in that category? You don't think that share. happened back then? Share. Share. Yeah. No, it didn't. The No. Disposable pop is is a new thing. Okay. It's, it's never happened before 2000. Is that just because people started getting... Being able to record at home? I think so. Is that what happened? Yeah. And they have garage band loops, and they just throw on a... They just throw on a sweet uh, Loop rhyme. From Apple. Yeah, exactly. Apple loops. They're taking over. So this tour, and you have the BEP is coming out, or it, it, will, it will be recorded at the end of that tour. Yep. Are you going to try out any of these BEP and CEP songs? Yeah, I mean, I've been playing. There's some songs I've been playing for a year or two that I still don't know which one they're going to be on. Yeah. And I really want to record them, but I just... Because initially my plan was also to... Which it's it's too much to stick to it strictly, but like each uh, EP will have a bit of a theme. So like A was ant. It's kind of like hardworking. Yeah. I mean, some of the songs are about you know one song is about helping each. Like it's hard for one to do. It's easier for two. Mm-hmm. To quote. Nice. <laughs> but, you know, just like working together, but also just like stepping up and whatever. Is there a lot of accordion on? Owning up to it. Is there some accordion on it? 
There is actually no accordion. Oh. I still don't know how that's going to work. I think I might, maybe on the final song, include all the instruments. Oh, nice. B. Banjo. Banjo. What's C? I, I, I can't reveal the whole thing. All right, all right. Because <laughs> I'm hyping it, right? I know. Am you, I hyping it right now? You're doing good. I'm actually trying to just be a good reporter and get out. And get all because the Because I'm a journalist, apparently, now. <laughs> you buy a microphone, you become a, a, a journalist. Yeah. That's the rule. They hand you a, a fedora with a little press sticker in, in the cap. and That's not a fedora. Shh. Don't break the illusion. JohnChost.com. Yes. It's the website. JohnChost.com. Where you can see, can you see the Trost man there? This little um, guy? Yeah, he should be featured more than he is. Well, there's some um, some illustrated versions of him. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. That's you cool. I, I really like the, uh, the design of it. It's colorful. It is very colorful. Is. Sometimes I just hang out there for hours. Yeah, like, on your just website. look at the colors. So bold. And... I might be high when I'm doing it. No. It's got a little bit of a. Um, has a little bit of like a old school psychedelic, but that's not the no. one I was looking for. It's like a 1960s comic strip kind of look to it okay. in a way. Except for you, you're not a comic strip on it. No, <clears throat> it's photo based, but then illustrated around. That's true. Or maybe it's illustrated based with photos inserted. Oh, you're blowing my mind. Well. Well, check yeah. it out. Check it out. It's a website. John Trost, thanks Enjoy for doing this. Mind. Thanks yeah, for coming to my house and, and hanging out. I like your house. Well, that's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, my talk with John. He's certainly an agreeable fellow. Uh, if you want to check out his music, I think we talked about it, but johntrost.com is, uh, is his site. And uh, on Twitter, he's at John Trost, J O N, and Trost with. It's like toast with an R. I think we talked about that too. Uh, as always, if you would like to get a hold of the podcast, which is also me, uh, you can email at who writes the stuff podcast at gmail.com uh, or on Twitter at who writes pod. So thanks again for listening. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do this more on a regular basis if I'm not out of town and can't really do it. Uh, anyway, we have, we have some really cool uh, guests coming up that I'm pretty excited about that I think you will enjoy as well. And yeah, so please, please, for me, have a good week. <laughs>